Welcome to the Life is Wrestling podcast, a product of Hammer Wrestling. This is where you can learn about the Hammer philosophy and how to apply the skills learned through the sport of wrestling to your life. Because after all, each of us wrestles with the challenges of life each day. We will discuss all things wrestling, but really hope that what we present can be applied in other sports and in life in general. Join us in making a better you. Welcome back, guys. This is Carl Bratland, founder of Hammer Wrestling and assistant wrestling coach at Naperville North High School. Also coach for the Naperville Hammer Huskies Kids Club. Uh, Back here with podcast number two or episode number two of our Life is Wrestling podcast that we've started. Uh, If you listen to the first one, I did a little intro, talked about why we're, we're calling it Life is Wrestling, why we're doing the podcast and spoke a little bit about what it means to be a hammer and sort of the hammer lifestyle. Um, so go back and check out episode one if you kind of want to get an idea of what we're what we're about, why we're doing this, and some of our, our background. Also go to hammerwrestling.org. Um, you can find our information or all of our off-season stuff there and some, some descriptions of what we are and, and background of our kind of up- um, history, I guess, and some other things that you, you might be interested in. Anyways, all right, so topic of today. Um, I think I, I did mention it in the last episode, but we're going to, or I'm going to talk about how to get kids to enjoy the sport of wrestling or how, how to get them to like it, how to you know, keep, keep them in the sport for longevity, for you know, their duration of their their lives, whether it's high school, college, but, um, so I'm going to give you five ways or tips, I guess, whatever you want to call them, five ways or five tips, five ideas to get kids to enjoy wrestling, keep them in the sport, not burn them out. And again, this can be kids starting, you know, maybe they're five, seven, ten. It can be junior high, high school kids that have been wrestling already and even into, into college, um, but I'll try to kind of differentiate between if it's more for you know kids or, or newcomers or maybe high school, college. But before I get into the, the five reasons, I want to talk about the number one reason that I have found, and this is going to myself as well as a competitor and as a coach of high school kids and college athletes, the number one thing that I've found the athletes struggle with the most or dislike the most or causes them to not want to do the sport of wrestling. Um, and it's, this is probably any sport or almost anything, but specifically the sport of wrestling is the fear of failure. And this isn't really um, somehow this, this will connect a little bit, I guess, for how to get them to enjoy it and, and stay in the sport. But the fear of failure is the number one reason I've found that, that kids do not want to, again, I'm applying this to wrestling, specifically do not want to do wrestling, the sport of wrestling, and they they quit, they hate it, they you know break down, do not continue on, whatever it is. And it's tough in the sport of wrestling because you're the only one out there. You are the guy or girl that's winning or losing. You get your hand raised or you walk off the mat you know, with, with the loss. 
there's there's nobody else there's no other team members that can you can place blame on or say you know whatever they dropped the ball or they missed the shot or it went out of bounds on them or whatever it is it's you you didn't perform you didn't whatever happened just wasn't your day that guy was better a girl was better whatever it is so the fear of failure and it comes down to some of it is is self-inflicted pressure but most of that comes from the outside it comes from parents coaches um you know relatives older siblings that were good wrestlers or whatever that whatever athlete they might be but specifically wrestling and they have this this image of or pressure that kids inflict on themselves or put on themselves to to succeed to win and it really is a burden for especially young kids if you're five years old seven years old eight years old even in into high school and you have this pressure of like if I fail meaning I don't win then I am not what I should be or I'm less than I should be my so-and-so is going to be disappointed in me I'm going to get yelled at or whatever it is the coach is going to you know, I'm I'm not going to be liked by people because that's my identity. I'm I'm a good wrestler, and if I don't win, then I'm a failure. So we need to figure out a way, or you do as coaches, parents, siblings, whatever you are, teammates, to eliminate that fear of failure from a young age. We cannot implement or put that fear of failure on our kids from from the outside because they're going to put it on themselves regardless especially if they start having some success people start knowing who they are and then they're expected to win Um, but the fear of failure literally ruins more wrestlers than I can even probably count not only like making them quit the sport but preventing them from accomplishing their goals I've had so many good wrestlers and you know I was a good wrestler myself I don't know might want to really brag but the pressure I put on myself, um, more of what I viewed other people thought of me became a pressure that really limited me in some matches and from getting probably what I really wanted to get. Because when you get in the big matches and you have that fear and you're like, what if I lose? What if this? What if that? What if I get tired? Or you start, even during the match, you start just kind of thinking. And that stuff just, it limits your abilities. It limits your ability to just flow and wrestle and compete and do what you're good at and just kind of let things happen and it's exhausting and tiring and stressful and creates anxiety depression whatever but but the fear of failure um i guess is one thing that i really think or i'm really adamant about that we need to prevent from happening in our kids we cannot develop this fear of failure or allow it to develop um and I actually think, going to my, this will branch into my five tips, five ideas. So I'll start off with um, branching into, you need to, number one, not talk about winning. Cannot talk about, should not be talking about wins and losses. Those things will take care of themselves. Like the goal is not to go out there and we're going to win. Like give pep talks and talk and practice about it. We're going to win every match. You're going to win this. You're going to win state. We're going to win whatever. Do not need to talk about winning. We should be talking about competing, making kids and our athletes enjoy competing, enjoy the challenge of competition against someone else, you against them, 
you know, out, out fighting them, working, out fighting yourself, getting through mental barriers, talking about effort, talking about every match and every practice is an opportunity to get better, getting them to enjoy the challenge of getting better, of facing some fears, of facing, say, you're tired or you're down in a match and you keep fighting through and you get a victory um, and overcoming those types of difficult situations, adversity. So the focus should be about effort, getting better, challenging yourself, overcoming fears, and learning to enjoy competing uh, and making it sort of fun. Like, all right, let's compete. And yeah, you want to win and, and everybody wants to win. And that stuff will happen if kids and athletes enjoy the process of competing, the process of giving their best effort, of taking opportunities to get better, taking these as challenges and facing the challenges head on rather than focus out on, I need to win, I need to win. So that's number one. Cannot be about winning. Make it whether you want to talk about competing, effort, getting better, opportunities, you know, challenges. Make it something, but it cannot be about winning. Number two, this one seems pretty common sense, but you, you got to find ways to make it fun. Wrestling is a tough sport. You're out there basically in a legalized fight, um, whether you know you're not punching and things like that, but there's. In, in tough matches and even practice in high school, college, and sometimes kids practice, but you shake hands and, and the guy or girl's trying to, you know, trying to put you down. They're trying to put you on your back, hold you there, choke you. Um, and it's, it's not like, um, you know, you're, you're there being buddies and, and just kind of taking it easy. Like, so it's a tough sport, but so you got to find ways to make it fun. The challenge of it's fun. You know, kids like to compete and get after it. Some of those people, some kids like that. They wanna, they want that. Like, all right, you come at me, then I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back at you, and, and I'm gonna, you know, outfight you and put it back on you. But you can use contests and games and different challenges in practice, where, um, you know, whether it's in practice, you have some sort of contest, or especially with kids, like, hey, let's let's play a game and let's do, you know, you're up two to one. Somebody needs to get a takedown or. First one to three takedowns wins. Um, or even, you know, playing like those shoelace games where you try to touch your shoelaces or you put them in a circle and if you can push them out of the circle, you you get a point. Um, so those those types of games, even if you do like King of the Mat or, um, you know, you line them up and you try to take everybody down. But you got to come up with some different games and it can be related to wrestling like that where it's sport specific and it's specifically wrestling. Even like, Strength challenges where, all right, let's, who, who can do the most pull-ups or, you know, who can walk on their hands the farthest? Um, who can do a front handspring or feats of strength, feats of athleticism, things like that, just to kind of, as warm-ups or as cool-downs, you know, who, can, who can climb the rope the most times? Um, and making those challenges in a fun environment where they're still competing, they're still going against somebody, trying to have the best whatever, um, but talking about being more fun and encouraging kids to try or match up with someone their own weight and see which one of you can do this um, and encouraging everyone to try. It could also be any sort of games that are not sport related. Um, you know, making time to play a game like, oh, let's play dodgeball today for 10 minutes. Let's cool down with Foursquare or whatever. Um, one thing we started doing this year is 
pre-meet stuff. The day before meet, we do our kind of normal pre-meet warm-up drills, a lot of drills, um, some short live goes or, or lighter live goes or maybe just one match, two matches. Um, and then we play like four square. Get groups of, we do two in two a square. And if you don't know what it is, look it up. But it's kind of like, sort of like volleyball in squares. And um, and our kids, they started to love it. It's like, it was competitive. They started trying to like be the best team. And it was fun. It created camaraderie. It created team environment. Also, um, the kids were moving still. And it's not really high risk injury. So they're finishing practice. They're still getting the sweat going. They're still keeping counts moving. So they're burning off another half pound. Um, and it just, it, you're in the room and you're not thinking about wrestling. You're thinking about other stuff, or even if the guys didn't play, they would watch and it was just fun. Coaches would play. Um, so you got to find ways to make the sport fun, challenging, come up with contests, come up with games and not every day. Obviously you got to drill. Obviously you got to do technique. You got to, you got to wrestle, you got to do conditioning, especially the higher, more elite you go into high school and college. Um, but whether it's, it, it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whether it's once a week, um, you know, you think about five or 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of a practice, you know, what, what is the big deal? As long as they're not getting hurt. And, um, if you can find ways to, to make that fun, sometimes we'll do like barnyard wrestle. I've heard it called or play wrestling. People call it where we're like, all right, shake hands. And you know, you're on the mat, you're on your knees or whatever. And you just like, let's scramble. Like I'm going to go to my back and get in some weird position and roll under your ankle and try to elevate. And you're going to grab my ankles and you know, saying, all right, you can't be afraid to go to your back. It's fine. Go to your back, do like half jujitsu and sort of just be creative, make up moves. It's not like live, like hard. You're kind of just getting in different positions and trying to see what creative scrambling you can make up. And sometimes you make some positions up and you're like, oh, I, I like that. I'm good at that. I can do that. And it becomes moves that you do. And it's also fun to, to just kind of roll around and have kids try to do crazy moves and make up stuff and um, as long as they're not getting hurt. All right, so number one. Not about winning or compete, winning or losing. It's about competing, effort, getting better, opportunities. Number two, got to make it fun. Find ways to challenge them, do contest games, different things. Uh, number three, and this is more specifically for young kids, is you cannot yell at them in a negative way. So yeah, sometimes you yell, and you sometimes you're like, all right, you know, you're stern, or Maybe you kind of tell them how it is, but especially little kids. I go to practices and I see these little kids when I go to these kids' clubs. These kids are five years old, six years old, even like 10 or even junior high kids. And these coaches are, are yelling at them and like screaming in, in the middle of matches and basically like calling them names and they're not tough enough and whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, this kid is like seven years old or whatever. I mean, yeah, he's a great wrestler. But is it that big a deal that you have to just like demean them and just crush them on the mat? I mean, can't you get your message across in a more positive way or just say, sit them down and be like, hey, you really were, I don't know, you really just weren't tough that match. You were, you kind of just caved and just, just tell them like you can have conversations with kids or you were afraid, whatever it is. You don't have to yell at them and, and just freak out or why didn't you just grab his wrist, whatever it is, but you gotta, you can't yell at them and break them down. So like I go to practices too, and it's just like these coaches. It's like these kids aren't college; they're not Olympians. Um, and even if they were, like, there's very, there's only a few instances where you really need to like 
yell. And even then, I mean, how negative do you need to be? Sometimes kids need to hear it. And, and you also got to know, like, like high school, college, like some kids or guys, girls do not respond to certain things. So if you come down on them and you just are this, I don't know, hard, crazy coach, like some kids are going to be like, I'm not doing that. Like, screw that. I'm not doing it. And other kids, some other kids will respond. They'll be like, yeah, like I'm fired up. Like, forget you coach. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this, but you got to know your athletes too. in those, those instances, but for kids, for sure, you got to find ways to be positive, encouraging, like these kids shouldn't be crying. Yeah, they, some kids get get emotional and they want to win and they get overwhelmed and they, they lose a, a close match or whatever, but they shouldn't be crying because they feel like they let coaches, parents, people down or because of the, the pressure or the fear of failure. Or they wrestled a tough person and they lost and then they, they cry because they feel like they let people down. Like they, Very rarely should, should these kids be coming off the mat crying. They, they might be upset, but you should be the one like, hey, you did what you could. You could have done this or, yeah, did you try? Yes. Did you give your best effort? Yes. Did you have a chance to win the match? Yeah. Or whatever. That person was better that day. Big deal. We'll get them next time. You know, we'll, we'll learn. We'll come back. We'll get the next match. Or we'll reevaluate, watch the tape, see what we can do differently. Um, if it's, you know, you got to try to be positive, encouraging, like, Rather than be like yell and freak out and make him feel bad and make him cry and call him names and especially it's just one it's just not really good coaching. Uh, it doesn't look good for you. It doesn't look good for the kid. It doesn't really help him that much. Like it's just, um, in my opinion, not not very good coaching. So find ways to yeah you could raise your voice like in the match and you know tell him hey you need to get going or hey get the takedown, but there's a way to do it that's not demeaning that's not yelling at Nate and calling names and like just freaking out in a way like that you're gonna just destroy them or like you're a psychopath almost I guess or you know in a scary way like you can be a good coach and and not have to freak out on your your kids like that um you know high school college is there a time and place sometimes if yeah sometimes I think there's a time and place where especially college, like kids might need to hear like, we got we to get going or we are being lazy and whatever terms you want to, you want to use. But all right. So number four, uh, four and five are kind of connected, but fourth, fourth tip, fourth reason or way to keep kids in the sport, keep them to enjoy the sport um, is just doesn't seem like this would, would be productive, but you need to show them structure and discipline. Um, kids might not act like they, they want that, especially little kids. Uh, and that's got to be within reason, too. So little kids, you got to give them a little bit of slack, but they also need to know like when it's time to, to line up and when it's time to, to meet business and drill and wrestle. And Yeah, they're going to be squirrely and they're going to run around, and um, but they need to understand the times and differences and realize, like, all right, I need to focus now. Um, as they get older, you know, you could be a little bit more strict in, um, in what you're expecting and, and the types of behaviors through junior high, high school, college, but structure, discipline, and practice, you know, things like, all right, you come in at this time, you get your shoes on, you warm up, and then we drill, and then we go over a technique, and um, then we wrestle live, or we condition, and maybe we play a game, so like those sort of 
structures of, of how does practice run, what am I expected to do, what's what's the philosophy, what are what is the you know what should my mentality be, or how hard should I be going, and all those things of um, creating structure and discipline for the kids as far as like how the practice runs and, and you know, if you have high school teams and such, like what's, what's expected of me and, you know, wrestle offs and weight cutting. And when we're at competition days, like what are the expectations? Um, and those types of structure and discipline, kids might fight them and resist them. But once you get them in place, like they actually enjoy and start to rely on like, all right, this is how I warm up. This is how I drill. This is how I do technique. This is how I wrestle live. This is how I condition. This is how I prepare for meat days. This is how I cut weight uh, and manage my weight correctly. This is, you know, the way things are. And they start to appreciate those things and realize that if they do have this structure, they're disciplined with things, that one, they find a little bit more success. They feel a little bit better. Then they start to apply it to their other, their outside life. I go home. I eat something, maybe I do some homework, I try to relax a little bit, I get some rest, um, eat right, depending on you know what level you're at, all that stuff plays a little bit more role of importance, and then that stuff hopefully carries over to the rest of their lives. Um, the other thing is about you know the structure, the discipline, so you're making it like a community, a family. You know this is a special group of of wrestlers, this community. People outside of wrestling, they don't understand it. Like I have friends, and I'm sure people who are wrestlers or in the wrestling community, um, you talk to to your other friends, and they just, you know, maybe they kind of make fun of it, and and I know they don't mean anything bad by it, but they just they don't get it. They don't get the grind. They don't get, you know, the amount of effort and work ethic and discipline that goes into the sport. Um, so, parents, families, athletes that are in there. You're like, we're like our own community, like our own little family. Like you have your family in the wrestling room, your own teammates, but then even other teams, like you might hate them, you might be rivals, but you still get each other. You still get like, oh, they're, they're in the room, you know, putting the work in the same as me. We're, we're kind of a unique breed of these hardworking, crazy wrestlers that a lot of people don't get. And if they don't get stuff, so they kind of poke fun at it or they just assume it's weird or crazy rather than, you know, offer admiration or be like oh that's really cool um so you can you need to preach that too however we're a special community um the family side of it yeah it's an individual sport but it's a tough sport and not everyone understands it so the people that are in it like you're a unique breed and you need to preach like hey the only reason there's only 25 or 50 guys in here or girls is because not everyone can do it and not everyone wants to do it so this special group like stay with it like keep your buddies out um, and kind of stay together and, and be that family that trains together, competes together, travels together. And those groups that grow up like that and get into high school, you know, are the groups that of, of classes or they all of a sudden they're seniors and, and you got some studs on your team for like six, seven, eight studs, um, because they've been that special kind of family that they've developed. All right. So that's number four. Uh, the fifth one again, um, I guess I'll just flat out say it. So you got to teach the basics. This seems very self-explanatory, but from the beginning, teach the basic moves. And I don't even, not even necessarily moves, actually. Teach the basic positions. Like kids need to know 
even high school, even college, like some of them, like they don't know how to stay in their stance. They don't know the proper stance. They don't know how to do proper tie-ups and move their hands and their feet at the same time or sprawl or down block. Um, even like on top, like how, where should I go on top? How, what, where should my pressure be? Um, bottom position where, where should I be with my knees and my hands and how do I keep a base? How do I build a base? Um, how do I break guys down on top? So like, those are positions that all kids need to know. Then you can get into moves. If you're never in position on your feet, you're never in position on bottom. You're always flat on your face. You're never in position on top to get a wrist or breaking guys down. It doesn't matter how many moves you know, how many takedowns you know, how many pinning combinations you know. It doesn't matter if you know an escape or not or a sit-out or a switch or Granby, Peterson, whatever. If you're not in position to execute them, it is not going to matter. Um, so give them a foundation. Give them positions and then techniques off those positions to where they can be successful and not just successful now i see it in kids little kids clubs all the time it's like these headlocks and these crazy rolls and um cement mixers or gator rolls or whatever these quarter nelson to crazy pins and yeah that stuff works when people don't know how to wrestle and you get a lot of pins and wins but then you start getting up the ladder into junior high and high school and kids start knowing basics and positions and they know those moves too and all of a sudden your junk moves that you that's all you've been living off of for 10 years aren't really working anymore and you've got to relearn some different techniques um so you can add that stuff that's fine if that's your flair you know some junk's good but kids got to know the basics like they have to know the basics now you know I got to know a basic technique. I should know a single leg. I should know how to sprawl. I should know a stand-up. I should know a, a half and a chicken wing and, um, you know, whatever. Basic Turk or a tilt, like things like that. Instead of doing all these crazy moves that might work instantly, but once kids start figuring them out, you got to sort of regress and get back to some basics because that will set them up for success later. Um, all right, so those are my five things number one can't be focused on winning that cannot be your main philosophy don't don't even hardly ever talk about wins and losses talk about effort talk about enjoying competition talk about getting better opportunities challenges overcoming some obstacles your fears number two you got to make it fun um, and there's different things that fun like kids can enjoy challenges they can enjoy hard work they can enjoy competition doesn't have to be like fun, like, hey, let's play games all day, every day. I do think you should play some games. I think you should have some contests of, of different challenges to mix it up. Um, you know, kids can do relay races and stuff like that when they're little. They like anything. Um, number three, yelling has to be at a minimum or not at all, especially with little kids. And I mean yelling like negative, terrible, like freaking out, demeaning, and I mean, rarely do you need to yell, raise your voice. Like, raise your voice and be stern and say, hey, quiet down, get in line, or, you know. But in competition, to just, like, freak out on kids and just, whether you're swearing or calling them names or, I don't know. Just that stuff is not needed. You need to be positive. You need to be encouraging. These kids should not be crying in practice. should not be crying when they come off the mat. And if they are, you should be the one that is encouraging them not to cry or, convincing them that it's like you don't need to cry about it like let's it's fine it's a match it's not the end of the world you're gonna have a thousand more matches let's evaluate 
see what you did. Did you give your best effort? Great. That's all you can do. You can't give more than your best effort. Can you strategize better? Yes. Can you learn some more techniques? Could you have done something a little bit different? Probably. But crying is not the answer. Yelling is not the answer. Being negative is not the answer. All right, so where was I? It's not about winning. Make it fun. No yelling, stay positive. Number four was structure and discipline. Show them structure and discipline from a young age. Give them a community. Give them the family. Show them about hard work. Teach them that wrestling is a special group of people, special community, and only people in the community get it, and you're a part of that community forever, so don't give up on it. Five, teaching basics. Basic positions so they know how to move in their stance. They know how to move on bottom. They know how to move on top. And then go to the techniques. Basic techniques to start with. So they can be successful for a long time and perfect some of these basic techniques. Then you can add some junk if you want to. Do not start with the junk. Um, The last thing, which I started with, is I'll just reiterate the fear of failure like I said earlier, is the biggest issue, I think with anything really. The fear of failure limits everybody in every aspect of anything they want to do. Specifically wrestling, because you're the only one out there. Other sports, yeah, fear of failure as well. In life, fear fear of failure for sure. You know, whether you try to get a job, you don't want to interview because you're scared to interview, or you don't want to quit your job and try something you love because well, what if I fail? What if I don't doesn't work? What if people laugh at me? Um, what if I go bankrupt or whatever it is? I don't want to try to do something in a match because if I don't get it, and I'll lose. But well, you're losing anyways. Or if you're not happy in your job, you're you're losing anyways. So um, or you're not happy where you're living or in your current situation. You're not happy in your current relationship. The fear of whatever's on the other side or not, I don't know, getting what you want limits us in so many ways. Public speaking and, and again, I'm by no means the master. I'm not perfect at it. But you, if, you, if you recognize that, like, okay, I'm afraid of this because of this. And then you can evaluate, like, all right, do, is it worth it? Do I want to try this? I just, is this something I really want to do? Then if it is, then, then do it. Like, make it happen. Don't allow the fear of failure, the fear of what people think, the fear of whatever to prevent you from doing what you want to do. Don't allow it to prevent kids from competing, from wrestling, from being happy, successful in life. Um, So if we could find a way to encourage kids to get over that, they would be so much more successful, so much more happy and get a lot more of the goals that they maybe are falling short of. Um, one thing I've done with a lot of my kids, especially the high school kids, is I just talk to them like, hey, how are you doing with the nerves? You feeling all right? Are you afraid? Are you nervous? Are you scared? What are you thinking? Like, I need to know what you're thinking before these big matches. I need to know what you're thinking the night before. And to just tell me, like, yeah, you ask kids how you feeling. They're like, yeah, I'm good. But really inside they're freaking out. So I've had some kids where I'm like, all right, you're obviously not good because you go out in the mat, and I know you're better than that. You just freeze up, and you don't do any moves. So we, we've had conversations, and you can't avoid the mental side of the sport um, when you start getting, even at a young age. But the mental side of the sport at a young age has to be you know, fun, encouraging. Let's try to get better. Let's enjoy this. And, and even when they're older, too. But 
specifically when you get older, you, people just evaluate more and, and they just put so much pressure. But you got to figure out, like, why are you so nervous? What are you afraid of? What are you, do you need to be like, rah, 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 someone get in your face, get going, like, get you all pumped up? Do you need to just joke around before the match and laugh and be like, haha, whatever, I don't care, and then just walk out and wrestle? Do you need to, like, not even think about it? Like, sleep literally until the match starts? Um, so that's something to figure out, too, kind of getting off on a tangent with that. But um, fear of failure. All right, so those are the five things um, that I think will keep kids in the sport, make the sport enjoyable for kids. Um, don't make it all about winning. Make it fun and challenging. Don't be yelling and be all negative and freaking out on them. Um, keep it positive in those ways. Show them structure, discipline. Show them the community of wrestling and how we're a hardworking family that nobody else gets. Um, and then teach them the basics from the beginning. All right, so that's really all I got for this episode of Life is Wrestling. Again, we are going to keep talking about how we can get through different obstacles in life, um, specifically wrestling, but you know, our kind of ter- term or, I guess, phrase is, you know, we all wrestle with things in life, so let's use wrestling as an avenue to teach people to or give people cues and ideas for how can we get through these obstacles in life or what are some ways I can think to maybe better myself or get through some tough challenges, whether it's wrestling, life, or any other sport. Um, Got to come up with a few more ideas for the next episode, uh, but look forward to that coming out in the near future. Again, this is Carl Bratland, founder of Hammer Wrestling. Look us up on www.hammerwrestling.org. Look us up on Twitter, Hammer Wrestling, Facebook, Club Hammer Wrestling on YouTube. Um, Subscribe to the podcast, like it, add reviews, um, get us some publicity, tweet us out. Uh, I think we're on Apple now, the Apple podcast, and it's slowly going to Google and some other things as we get more episodes. And again, hopefully the quality gets better and we'll keep trying to make these better. I'll try to get some other people on the podcast as well, um, just to talk, interview. Send in questions if you have questions. I think there's a way to, you can send comments or questions through Anchor. And I can post them in there and we can talk about them. You can email us questions at hammerwrestlingschool at gmail.com or on our website or however you want to get a hold of us. And, you know, we'll answer. You can tweet at us. We'll talk about some stuff. But if you got questions, concerns, or you want to say, hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, I'll, I'll try to address it. But thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Um, until then, I guess enjoy the weekend. Point out, 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 point out,